This is Conversations with Mashi Lipsker. Good Nerv Shabbos. Lovely to be with you. I'm Mashi Lipsker. And incredible, incredible time that we find ourselves in generally, and also here in Johannesburg. It is Shabbos Mavorchim of the second Adar. This Shabbos we will bless the new month. And it's the second month of Adar, the month of joy, the month in which Purim will happen. We also have the beginning of the season, in a sense, of getting ready for Pesach, because it's Parsha Shkolim, the reading of the giving of the half-shekel coin. It is also Erev Shabbos of Sinai and Daba here in Johannesburg. Erev Shabbos of going into that extra learning, unity, everything that nurtures us, community, study, and of course, you've heard about the fantastic speakers at this year's Sinai and Dabba. We at Chai FM are going to be there live for the first time. Join the Chai FM team this Sunday morning from 9 a.m. as we come to you live from Sinai in Daba 2019. Have you booked? You haven't booked yet? What on earth are you waiting for? Book online at sinai-indaba.co.za. Encore! Encore! Amashi Lipsker. And here we are on the 24th day of the month of Adar 1. And Adar 1 is that special gift that we get of extra days of joy. Now, in truth, when we look at the Parsha, it really adds joy to us. The Parsha begins with Moshe gathering the people. This thing of gathering, unity, bringing together, that is the preparation for Hashem coming to dwell amongst the people. Vayakhel Moshe's koladas b'nei Israel. Moshe gathered the people. You know, there is an old saying that God took spirituality and he made from it physicality. And a Jew must take physicality and turn it into spirituality. God, Echad, one, took his unity, as it were, and turned it into what seems to be manyness. And for us, the work is to take the manyness and return it back, reveal in it the unity, the one. That's the vayakel, the gathering together that each one of us needs to do in our own personal lives. To have a synthesized, unified life. It's okay to have diversity, but to have a goal and a focus which all our expressions, all our activities are true to. I'm not this on Sunday and that on Wednesday. I am me connected to one God and working in God's world 
to take anything that brings my way and to return it back to him, to take the manyness and make it back into a oneness. And Moshe gathers as Kol Adas B'nai Israel. He gathers the community. And the question is, the word Vayakhel already means and he gathered. Why does the Torah add the words as Kol Adas, the entire congregation, the entire community? Or, if they're already a congregation, why is he gathering them? We know that a short while before when the Jewish nation stood at Sinai, they were like one man with one heart. And that concept is that our bodies might be different, but our souls are from the same place. We come from one source. We really are one. And the thing is that we have to focus and maintain that clarity. That focus becomes blurred in this world. And therefore, the next thing he speaks about is Shabbos. But what aspect of Shabbos? Not to burn a fire, not to set a fire going in all your homes on the, on the day of Shabbos. And in an inner meaning, what is a fire? Although a fire can bring warmth, and bring different foods together to turn them into one good thing. In society, a fire often means arguments, heated arguments, upset. Shabbos is our day of unity and focus. Shabbos is a time of light. Shabbos is meant to shine then, to the rest of the week and illuminated. Shabbos is our day of getting balance. It's a day of light. We bring Shabbos in with light, with the lighting, the kindling of the Shabbos candles in the right time, with the right brocha. Light? It's a day of light. Light is clarity. Light is knowing. Light is seeing. Light is certainty. Something can be very, very full. A room can be full of beautiful treasures without light. You think it's, perhaps it's your enemy. You fear the dark. You bump into things that hurt you. A little bit of light brings clarity. You begin to see things as they really are. You don't see the darkness, but you see what is really there. Shabbos is the day that sharpens the lens, that focuses us on why we're in this world. For six days, we are meant to be working in the world, working with the world, creating, doing. On Shabbos, we take a step back. We need to look at the world, and we need to look at each other. We need to see the good in one another. We need to look at every person and see 
their abilities, to see their greatness, to see what we call their milus. So often, when we finally stop working, we sit down, instead of seeing the greatness, we become critical. We focus on what's missing. Losh and horror, God forbid. But we need to remember that our souls are pure. And everything in this world is a creation of God, and every person is a sublime creation of God. On Shabbos, do not kindle fires in your homes. Our homes are meant to be a haven, an oasis, a place of holiness and sanctity. And therefore... When Moshe is about to gather the people together, the first thing he says, for unity, we must learn to see the good in one another. Don't light a fire. Don't kindle a fire. Don't become contentious. See the good. Because essentially we are one. And each one of us has an ashoma, which is pure and precious to Hashem and must be precious to us as well. We'll be right back after this short break. This is Conversations with Mashi Lipsker. I'm Mashi Lipsker. And here we are on the eve, as it were, of the second Adar. Time of intensified joy. Yes, joy has been there. But the joy is growing. And joy can only be there True, lasting inner joy, not just if I'm feeling a high today, but an inner joy, a healthy joy, a lasting joy, which comes from having a goal and staying true to my goal, having a healthy spiritual goal, which nurtures my mind, my heart, my body, and my soul. A healthy society, a unified society, We're in our homes, and it's Shabbos. What do our children see? We need to teach our children. How? By example. What is the most important thing? It's character development. We can teach them a lot. We can teach them skills. Children need to be educated, to have a vocation, to have... A profession, yes, but that is minor. It's not about how you're going to earn a living. It's how you're going to live. And our society has become obsessed with this idea of I'm out there for me, and I want my kids to do well. What is well? Which reminds us of the story of Rabbi Chodakov, that incredible educator who was the... um, Secretary to the Rebbe, main secretary. And Rabbi Chodakov once spoke at an education conference. And he spoke about everybody in today's times is trying to get ahead in life. So that the children are educated from a young age. They should only have the best toys and the best nursery school and the best primary school so they can get ahead in life. Do well in primary schools, you can get into a good high school, so you can get ahead in life. 
a good university, and wonderful profession so you can get ahead in life. He said, but nobody's asking, what is life? What is this gift called life? And the Parsha this week, Vayakhel Moshe, Moshe, our teacher, Moshe, who loves us, gathers us together. Because when we are unified, we are empowered, we are joyous, we can do anything, even bring God's presence down to this earth. In society today, from leadership and down, we have something called bullying. It can ruin someone's life. Children are being bullied. How? How does one pure neshama, God forbid, turn on another? There are children who dread going to school. How? It all starts not to light a fire in your home. What do children hear their parents speak about? Children have to be educated. Children are not just going to grow up. A child essentially is selfish. Our job is to shine a light on the good, to uplift, to reveal the true nature, to nurture it and make it grow. The true nature, we have a godly soul. It's down here to make this world a dwelling place for God. A unified life where we are synthesized within and we see everybody and everything in creation as part of God's plan. And if he brings the person into contact with me, I have something to give or to receive. As parents, we need to be leaders in our families. And the most important thing is basic kindness. We need to have an inclusive society, a society not where everybody's the same, but where there is a clarity as to what is the position of each. But respect, respect for everyone, everyone, whether you're young or old. As Tzvi Freeman likes to paraphrase the Rebbe, he says, your birth is God's way of saying you matter. Every person completes all of creation. Let's look at each other in that way. You see, someone, anyone, God created them, and they are completing creation for me. And of course, respect is received when respect is given. And here is Moshe Rabbeinu, the first king, and he's gathering the people together. True leadership is not to be removed, but to be involved. How can you gather all these diverse people together? When you gather them together with love, when you gather them together because you know that this is what God wants, Hashem, more than anything, responds to us when we respond to others. And Moshe's example is the example for all times. And throughout our history, we've had leaders who have gathered the people together. Classically, 
Moshe Rabbeinu, and the story of Purim coming up, Mordechai. Esther says to Mordechai, go and gather all the people and fast for me and pray, and I'll also fast and pray. Would it not have been enough that the leaders at Sadiqim, the heads of the community and of the nation, pray? No. Each one of us matters. Each one of us matters, and when we stand together, we are even more powerful. Our prayers take on greater strength. The idea of coming together to Davin to pray in a congregation. Those examples of Vayakel are the example for all times. And that's how you build a dwelling place for Hashem. Everyone's different, but everyone's vital. And we need to look closely at the practical day-to-day things that we can do to promote unity. And so, at this time of the year, especially in a leap year, when there were two Adars, and certainly in this year, which like 1992, the year that the Rebbe had his stroke, and from that point, everything changed in the way that Chabad knew it till then and the way the world knew it till then. And at that time, it was also a Shona Tmima, a complete year of 385 days. And at this time, the very last talk that the Rebbe gave on the 25th day, which corresponds to tomorrow, of the month of Adar, the first Adar, was a talk about unity. Vayakel was the Parsha. And it was about, on our own, we are but half a shekel. We need to first unite with Hashem, becoming whole, becoming the whole offering in that way, and then to join with each and every Jew, because in that way we become a formidable force and we become whole. And only then can we bring God's presence down to this world. And that's our life's work in everything we eat, wear, build, do, and in every interaction that we have. These are opportunities, golden opportunities, to reveal the spiritual in the seeming physical. And with each act, it's like another step toward creating a comfortable dwelling place for God. Each one of us has a portion in the world to perfect. And God brings our portion to us. We are in the family, in the country, in the century, in the decade that God has designated. And he brings all sorts of events, opportunities, and happenings tailor-made for us to be able to respond in keeping with what our soul is and what our soul's mission is, to be able to make that portion of the world refined, uplifted, holy, in order that he should feel comfortable to find this world, ultimately with the time of Mashiach, as his home.
and the Rebbe had wonderful, wonderful practical things that he taught us that are ways to do this. The Rebbe didn't just see us as we see each other. He saw our soul. And he knew that the soul is the essence. And that with each mitzvah, we have an eternal, infinite connection with God and perfection for our soul. The delight that the soul has to give tzedakah, to light a Shabbos candle, when we educate our children correctly, when we study some Torah, when tefillin is put on, the Rebbe gave us this beautiful map, kind of an entry level into Yiddishkeit to display holy Jewish books in our home, Jewish pride, for men to wear tefillin, Jewish connection, for women to light Shabbos candles, Jewish holy illumination to study the Torah Jewish wisdom and nurturance that we take inside a mezuzah a kosher mezuzah on every doorpost Jewish protection kosher food physical food that not only nurtures the body and the soul and the mind and the heart but sensitizes the Jew to everything that he really, truly is. And suddenly, he sees the world differently. Tahara, the laws of mikveh, which bring holiness and eternal joy into the seeming ordinary, keeps things fresh, keeps things Uplifted keeps people connected. Tzedakah, giving money, time, words of love, talents, just giving them so that the other can benefit and so community can benefit, so the world can benefit. And ultimately, all of these are transcended by something called Ahavat Yisrael, loving the other. And when we truly love someone, we want them to have the best of everything, for their body, for their soul, for their mind, for their heart. We care about nurturing every aspect of that person. And that's where sharing these mitzvahs are the greatest gift we can do. The greatest thing we can give anyone is to help them to do a mitzvah even once. And that's the leadership that we need to show in the world today. We all have something to offer, even if we don't know very much. The story with the person that the Rebbe asked to go and teach, he said, I don't know very much. He said to him, do you know Aleph? Do you know the first thing? And he said, Aleph, okay, I know entrance level. I know some things. He says, go and teach Aleph. And while you're teaching Aleph, you'll be studying Bet. We all have something to offer. We all know a lot more and can give a lot more than we really do. And so, this is a parsha of unity. Unity for the sake of making this world a home for God. And of course, 
a Jewish leader, and each one of us needs to be that, needs to care about the people. Together we can build the world. So in the Megillah, the Jewish nation is scattered amongst the 127 lands of Ahasuerus. Our sages tell us that the scattering is also a favor because each one of us has a mission and there's a place where sparks of holiness await our interaction with the world. Just as God, who is the ultimate spiritual, took his spirituality and turned it into something physical, we need to encounter the physical, interact with the physical, and make it spiritual again or reveal the spiritual that's in it. And for that purpose, this one lands up in Perth, the other one in Santon, the third one in Alaska, the fourth one in Argentina. The Jewish nation. We all started out in the same place. We are the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Why does God scatter us all over the world? There is a divine plan. Wherever we are, we need to bring the light of the Torah, illumination, because we need to do the activity called Birur Nitzaitzis. There are Nitzutzim, there are sparks of holiness everywhere. We don't know the value of an extra mitzvah, an extra brocha, an extra coin. We are the gatherers, the vayakels of the world. Each one of us has sparks that only we can elevate in food, in clothing, in building, at work, in human relationships. And therefore, we need to look at life as this incredible opportunity to pick up diamonds. We'll be right back after this short break. This is Conversations with Mashi Lipsker. I'm Mashi Lipsker. And we pay tribute as we go into the next week to the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Because at this time, when the Rebbe had his stroke in 1992, 27 years ago, something changed. And what changed was, in truth, 11 months before the stroke to the very day, the Rebbe held a memorable talk. And in that talk he said, I hand it over to you. Do everything you can to bring the Mashiach. I've done what I can, and now it's your turn. Take it seriously. Perhaps one or two or three people will be found who really take it seriously. Maybe a million of people will be found. We all want Mashiach. We all want the world to be true to itself, which is a creation of God, where God is manifest, because he's the creator who's recreating the world at every moment. And if we have a part to play, which we do, we certainly want to play that part. But Mashiach is the ultimate gatherer. As Moshe gathered the people, Mashiach will gather the people one by one. Nobody will be left behind. 
as emissaries of the Rebbe, we take that very seriously. The responsibility of loving another, of caring about them on every level, gathering the nation that has been scattered one by one. And nobody is not fit for the job. If you know Aleph, you teach Aleph. Each one of us has what to give. And so the Rebbe, from the beginning of his leadership, inspired people to leave Crown Heights, Brooklyn, leave the community and start a community of their own or go and serve a community that already existed somewhere in the world. Today, over 4,000 emissaries of the Rebbe everywhere in the world. And the Rebbe's dream, ultimately, was that every Jew should come home. And so instead of saying, make a shul, the Rebbe said, let's make a Chabad house. Let's make a home from home where Chabad, which means wisdom, understanding, and applied knowledge can be lived, experienced, like in a home. And of course, the way that a home is run, a home is welcoming, there's food in a home, there's friendship in a home, a home has a Purim party, a home has a Shabbos meal, a home is classic since Abraham and Sarah to be a welcoming home with Hachnasat Urchim, welcoming guests. This then became the model. And such a successful model where all Jewish programs are offered. Come and study. Come and enjoy a festival. Come, we will teach your children. Come, we're going to raise funds for the underprivileged. Come and learn about your heritage. Come, we have programs for women, for men, for children. There'll be a summer camp. There'll be a Hebrew school. Anything that's missing. And when we think back to the Rebbe sending my husband and myself here to this country 47 years ago, unbelievable to imagine, we came to a beautiful community, but there was plenty of room to become active. And where to start? Wherever the need is. And so it is in our lives. Each one of us is an emissary of God. We are God's emissaries in this world. And God loves it so much when shaliach ose shaliach. One emissary makes another emissary. There's that expression, a Jew must make another Jew. Not only in terms of growing large families, but spiritual families. We're responsible to grow each other, to see the good in each other, to gather the people together. They are all God's children. And the example of this, of course, we saw with the Rebbe, where he had endless love, endless time, as it were, endless energy to give and to gather and uplift Jews and non-Jews alike, 
to perfect God's world, to make this world a place of hope, a place of light, a place of joy. And so, the Rebbe continued with his programs like Lagba Omer parades, giving matzah to all kinds of people, whoever, every Jew must have special matzah for Pesach, candles for Hanukkah, hear the shofar on Rosh Hashanah. It's not just about me and my family. This is a true vayakel, concern for each and every one. And of course, the sensitivity and kindness that is needed to see the good. So there's a story, a story about the Rebbe, which I'm sure you'll enjoy as I did. It was Sunday, and the line of people waiting to see the Rebbe was very long. And this young person tells the Rebbe, Rebbe, well, before he can even speak, he can hardly speak because he's face to face with the Rebbe. And he tells the story, all I can see is the Rebbe's penetrating eyes. He had prepared for this moment, and he says, Rebbe, and he can't talk. Finally, he said, that I have a problem. I've become, I've started to become more observant, keep more of the mitzvahs, but I'm involved in an inappropriate relationship. And this person says, I anticipated the response. The Rebbe will probably get upset with me and tell me that I have to stop what a terrible sin I'm committing. The Rebbe would probably speak about heaven and hell. But he says the response I got was very different. The Rebbe's face was very serious. But I think he said, I detected a hint of a smile on his lips. And the Rebbe said, I envy you. And at first, the young man said, I didn't grasp what the Rebbe was saying. The Rebbe, he's a pious Jew. He's this revered rabbi, this Torah genius. He's a world-renowned Jewish leader. What did you say? You envy me? And the Rebbe continued, In life there are many ladders. Each and every person has his or her own ladder to climb. I, says the Rebbe, was never faced with the challenge that you are. God has given you a choice. He's given you a ladder. The top of your ladder reaches the heavens. This test is the challenge which will raise you to the greatest of heights. And the young man said, I don't remember what happened afterwards. A few minutes later, I found myself inside the shul, the synagogue. I was sobbing like a baby. Somebody came over to me and asked me if they could get me some water. But before I had a chance to answer, a glass of water was handed to me. The Rebbe, sensitive 
simple. Keep it simple, but see the good. Don't look at the negative. See the possibility. Why did God put me into this position? Why did God put me into this place at this time in this temptation? Because each one of us has a ladder to climb. And our ladders take us straight to heaven. Each one of us has our own ladder to climb. But each one of us can be a help to others, encouraging them to climb their ladders. And when we do that, we get the most encouragement of all. We are in this world to bring light, to gather the sparks of holiness that exist. And anyone that comes into our space has a message for us or needs to receive a message from us. Each one of us is important to all of creation. We've got to keep our eyes open. We've got to look at everything in creation with respect. God brought me there. And that reminds me of a story I've already told you, which is so inspiring. Seeing the good. And when we get together with our families on Shabbos, not to light fires, but to nurture goodness, to show our children an example of seeing the good. And this is the story of that prominent businessman, a longtime supporter of Chabad, had started a beginner's service at his congregation. And when he was in a yechidus, a private audience with the Rebbe, he proudly told the Rebbe, that he had arranged services for 130 Jews with no Jewish background. As soon as I said that, explained the man, the Rebbe's smile vanished. He looked at me with those piercing blue eyes. I knew I must have said something wrong. And the Rebbe said, what? And he gave me a chance to repeat myself, which I did. Rebbe said, no Jewish background? And he looked as if I had insulted his children. Go back and tell them that they have a background. They are the children of Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, and Leah. And then the Rebbe started smiling again and blessed the man. That's what we need to do in God's world. We need to see everyone as a creation of God, as a prince, a princess. What a privilege. And that sort of vayakel, seeing everyone as part of God's creation and unified, will bring us great joy and unity within. And what a fitting preparation to proceeding in these days of joy to days of even greater joy. May Hashem help us to see with kind eyes and sensitive eyes and to bring him nachas. Good Shabbos.